I have problems with rage. I have problems with jealousy. It stems from insecurity, a fluctuation of my self worth. She said I was acting like I was possessed, made up a lie, and left me on her footsteps. I pray for nails to rain down and shatter the earth. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 10 of Misaligned. Today we have another interview episode for you and I'm joined by the lovely Sarah Scoggins who also has a show on Adobe Radio and we will be talking about that. Sarah, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself and let everyone know what you currently do? Oh my goodness. Uh, Hi, Uh, my name is Sarah Scoggins. In terms of this podcast, I host a show on Adobe Radio uh, on Tuesday nights. It's live. I do it from my room so it's a little um it's very casual um the the show is basically an hour and uh i play music it used to be great because it was on tuesdays and that's when new music would come out but now that's on fridays (laughs) so i kind of lost that threw you off (laughs) yeah that edge that i had about oh this song came out today let's listen to it uh but the, the, the the concept is it's called let's talk music so the concept is i don't have a co-host for the show it's me and my listeners I'm trying really hard to foster a community of young music fans that like talking about music and feel like they have someone to talk about it with. When I was younger and got into music, I didn't really, I mean, eventually I found my friends at school, but I didn't feel like I had many people to talk about like bands with. Right. So this show was a catalyst for me bringing together young listeners and having them request their favorite songs and me listening to them with them. A lot of times they play bands I've never heard of. So I get exposed to lots of new stuff through them. And then I throw in like, hey, this is an album from a band that's really important. Bands that you love have probably been influenced by. You don't even realize it. We talk about that. They send me in questions. Um, once in a while when I have time, like I'll, I'll go do interviews with different artists, um, whether it's at venues or when I first started the show, I had a lot of free time. So people would actually come over and do it with me. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun and it's meant to be like a really happy positive we love music and it's awesome and it makes us feel this way and we want to share it with each other type of vibe so right so what kind of first got you into the music industry and led up to having this show oh my gosh at this (laughs) point (laughs) i i was trying to think about this because it it goes so far back i mean when i was a kid i grew up in the trl era of like mtv and they actually played music videos Absolutely. And they had these, like, you know, behind the music and, like, all these, like, on VH1, like, all these cool shows about music. And they had all these people who weren't the artist. They weren't necessarily the label rep. They weren't necessarily the manager. But there were people, and I would say, like, name Rolling Stones magazine. And it was these people commenting on pop culture and music and, or it would be, you know, whether it was, I mean, at the time, Carson Daly was the king of TRL and he was interviewing all these bands and exposing everyone to this new music. And I was like, that's a job. You can just like talk about music and how much you love it and interview bands. And that's a thing. I want to do that. So (laughs) I mean, and to be honest with you, and I, I can't believe I ever wanted to do this for a while. I wanted to do like entertainment, like red carpet stuff. I thought that would be fun. Like I'm sure it would be fun as well. Uh, Now that I live in LA, I see that it's probably not that fun. You just have to show up and just do your own thing and just act like you belong there. You'll probably get away with it. Yeah. Plenty of award shows out here. um, So, uh, you know, when I was in college, I interned. I think internships are like the best thing you can do as a young person because you just get like 
so much time to do it. Absolutely. Um, you could try on different things. So I interned at a, a radio station in Rhode Island, our top 40 station. And I thought it was so much fun. I thought it was so cool that like no one could see you and they would listen just based on what you had to say. And I yeah. found that really empowering. And I was like, this is great. I had to be there at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty early. <laughs> it was very early, but it was cool too that you were like the first person people heard in the morning and you like set the tone for their day. And I just really enjoyed that. So I just kept pursuing that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then I moved to LA after college. Um, I had a friend who was in a band who was interviewed by these girls and he was like, how do you do this? And they're like, oh, we're, you know, we're this website and we take interns. Give us your friend. We Skyped. I was already moving to L.A. and I got like an internship with them. And that's when I realized I didn't want to do entertainment stuff. I wanted to focus on music um, and just started writing and just trying to cultivate my own voice and perspective and my point of view that I thought was special or different from other people's. Right. And just sort of evolved. And then I ended up working um, at BuzzNet for a while. And that opened up like loads of different things. And um, I got involved with Adobe because I was at South by Southwest. And I met one of the nicest people in the world. His name is Matt Vogel. He's a photographer um, amongst other magical talents (laughs) that he has. Right. Yeah, I've heard of him. He's a great person. And I met him at South by and we went to see Candy Hearts. Nice. And um, I forgot who else was playing that day. Was that, Probably that a lot of was, people at South by Southwest. I think <laughs> Pentimento was playing. It was like, it was a really fun day. And we talked and we like exchanged information. And then maybe, you know, we kept it in touch and everything. And then maybe like a year and a half later, um, he was like, Scoggins, Adobe wants to get a female on the station. What are, you, what are your thoughts? I was like, uh, sure. I could yeah, I, yeah, I could do that. I had no idea how to like use any of this equipment or use any programs of any kind. <laughs> so I just had to like buckle down and learn it and come up with a concept. And here we are. Yeah, I don't that's, know. Like, that's like exactly <laughs> what I've been trying to do with this. Chris asked me to start a show because he wants to do some more shows through Modern Vinyl other than the Modern Vinyl podcast. And Mm. I was like, all right, let's go. I have no clue what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if I look back at anything I've done to get to this conversation with you, I had like a gut check that was like, this feels right. But most of it is you kind of wiggle and pivot as you go through and you kind of like figure out how to do it. And I feel like it's you know, like the whole do-it-yourself, I admire people that figure out how to forge their own path and, you know, garner their own audience and cultivate a voice and all that stuff. Like, those are the people that I admire most. So to feel like I'm, like, 5% there, <laughs> just inching. Somewhat <laughs> um, part of it. Yeah, it's just, I just feel like, for me, that's the way that it it, it feels good. Um, and I hope that, you know, through your show, young listeners or more people will get exposed to that. And they're like, I can do that too. It's just more people that are doing it, the more people will get involved, you know, so. Yeah. And podcasts are really becoming a pretty big thing now. I mean, they've mm. been around for at least 10 years, but it's kind of like a lot of people didn't know about them and they're slowly mm-hmm. creeping into the mainstream with shows like Serial and Planet Money and all the NPR kind of shows. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of great to have so many new music ones popping up as well. Oh, yeah. I listened to – I actually had to weed out my list because I was like, you subscribe to too many podcasts. I, I never subscribe to-, to over 60, so – Oh, okay. I'm not even close. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
my day job, I get to just sit there and listen to whatever I want all day. And I listen at one and a half speed so I can get through them. So yeah. it's not too big of a problem. <laughs> yeah, I listen. Um, so my where I work is in Culver City. So I have like a pretty from North Hollywood, I have a pretty healthy pretty long commute. drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I listen to podcasts in the car. Like music, if it's like a new album that's come out, I'm like, yeah, I want to yeah. listen to this album. But I find that in traffic in LA, podcasts are like, ah. More I'm relaxing. As, <laughs> yeah. I'm not as like frustrated that I'm not moving. Yeah. Because it's not like little snips of something. It's a long, like arcing conversation. So I love right. podcasts. More the better. More kids should make Definitely. a podcast. Start a podcast with your friends. Talk about anything. Yeah. I'll listen to it. <laughs> of course. Yeah. More podcasts, the better. Yeah. So you mentioned that you moved out to L.A. after college. Where did you go to school and did you major in something music related or music industry? Um, so I went to the University of Rhode Island and I majored in communication studies. Okay. <laughs> very, very, very broad. And then I minored in English. So um, I don't. Like, my resume isn't like, I worked in music and worked at venues. I right. did not at all. I went to venues. I bought <laughs> albums. I would make mix CDs for my friends. Actually, a, a girlfriend of mine from high school, she still has, like, all of them. Nice. And when she got married uh, a couple years ago, we, like, put one in her car and drove around, like, for old time's sake. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. So I was just, like, that kid. And I felt like, I mean... I like talking about it. So let's just, you know, have a thing. Like, I didn't even use MySpace. Yeah. Which most people assume, like, oh, you're really into MySpace? No, I didn't. I mean, I used it at the very end when it was about to die. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but I, I just liked, I had friends who would, like, start garage bands. And I would be like, can I come hang out while you guys practice? <laughs> <laughs> can I just watch? <laughs> can I just, like, hang out? Um, just because I loved it. And I didn't have the talent to make it myself right. I recognize that but I don't think that really um that didn't keep me from wanting to at least be involved in the community and in the conversation um so like music industry experience I didn't start getting that until LA all yeah. of it was just I'm gonna shove myself into the middle of it ask a lot of questions right. keep my ears open uh shake people's hands smile make lots of connections, follow up on things, stay true to my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Um, just like the, you know, the normal, have a good attitude, treat people well kind of thing. And that yeah. that's helped. That's, it's evolved over the, cause yeah, I moved you out definitely here. picked a good place to be for that. <laughs> yeah. And cause I moved out here when I was 23 turning 24 and I just turned 29. Okay. So it's been, it's been a healthy couple so of years. So you've been here a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up in Orange County and went to school on the East Coast in Philadelphia. I went to Drexel for music industry. Okay. And in high school, it, it was kind of like the same thing as you in college. It's like I was going to venues, but like I played basketball, so I didn't really do a whole lot outside of that because that took up mm. most of my time, basketball and mm. going to concerts. And then my yeah. senior year, uh, my high school required us to do an internship. So I went and interned at a recording studio and I was like, I could get used to this, but then I like looked at the board and I was like, maybe not. <laughs> uh, I was like, all right, maybe maybe we want to do business side. Yeah, so then that's I, what I did at Drexel, and it was like totally different because it's like from the minute you get there, you're so submerged into just doing everything mm -hmm. based around music. It's like they don't waste any time. You don't you kind of just mix in your gen eds when you can get to them, basically. Mm -hmm. But you're yeah. in music classes right from the start. 
Yeah. I had a friend who went to Emerson. Okay. And he was, uh, I mean, he still works in music. He tours and he, like his Instagram, like, where are you? You're like crazy. <laughs> he does, I think he works with a lot of like EDM artists now, which is weird because they were always like, a. he thought Jesse Lacey was like the most brilliant human in the world when we were in high school, which As we all many probably people did. do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now he's like in the EDM world or whatever. But I remember they were like, oh, we're going to go to Boston to record. This is when we were in college. And I was like, can all I right. come along? Because I was that annoying friend that was like, can I just come? <laughs> and we went to the, he was able to use the studio they had in Emerson for them to record. And it was like, I walked and I was like, this is a real recording studio. Look yeah. at all these buttons. Look <laughs> at this. What is going on here? And like, at that point, I hadn't done the radio station internship yet. So that was kind of like my first step into like the behind the scenes experience of music instead of me being the one that's buying it or consuming it or singing along to it or writing the lyrics in my notebook. Right. I was like, this is how it's made. This is crazy. <laughs> and I had like goosebumps. Right. It was so cool. So, yeah. I like, mean, the extent things. of my tech side is doing this podcast right now. <laughs> hey, we got to all start somewhere. Yeah. Cause... I mean, at Drexel, they make you do both. And then by your junior year, you basically pick which side you want to be on, whether you want to mm -hmm. do tech or business. So at least they kind of give you a mix of both things just in case you're one of those people who's undecided. But I knew as soon as I got there, I was like, nope, I'm doing business. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, though. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Any sort of education that gives you experience in what you actually want to do is is awesome. That's that's cool that you got to do that. Yeah. And the cool thing about Drexel is they have a co-op program, which is basically just doing internships. And for music industry, it happened that they did two three-month internships during the summer instead of one long six-month one. So oh, that kind of cool. gave everyone the chance to go to two separate places. So, like, what I did was I came back home because why not? It's California. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> and, Disneyland is right there. Yeah, I grew up 10 minutes from there. <laughs> well, we're going to not discuss that today because that's going to make me really jealous. <laughs> I'm sorry. If it makes you feel better, I didn't really go to Disneyland ever. <laughs> uh, well, I guess if it's right there, you're like, eh, I can go whenever I want. Yeah. It was more I went, I went to the House of Blues in downtown Disney more often than I actually went to Disneyland. <laughs> oh, that's so cool that that was like your venue that you grew up near. Yeah. Yeah. I was oh, actually gosh. just there on uh, Friday to see modern baseball. Yeah. And pup and, and all that. Yes. That yes. That's cool. I, I went to see Justin Bieber. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's for real world work stuff, but okay. um, it was actually pretty cool. He, he sold out Staples three times in one day. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I've heard um, he's been getting a little better with the personal issues that he's had. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I could talk about, I just, um, so like my real life job is involved with, I work for like a tech uh, startup music cool. app sort of thing. So I work with a lot of like um, uh, pop artists. So I've got, I've like worked with uh, his management for like the past year and a half and they're all like super awesome people. So this right. is the first time I've been at all invested in a Justin Bieber album <laughs> and it's actually really good. Yeah, I've heard that. I haven't listened to it yet, <laughs> but I definitely did hear that. So what's the app company you work for? Oh, it's a startup. It's not, it's not out yet. It's oh, okay. Beta. It's a it's secret. secret. It's not really a secret. <laughs> like there's, there's articles on Billboard and stuff about it, um, okay. but it's not anything you can download yet. Right. It's, we're just still I think it's maybe next year it'll launch but it's cool um but yeah that guy I got to see Justin Bieber on Friday while you got to see Pup and I haven't seen them in like a year yeah that was the first time I had seen them live I just 
I mainly went because uh, the modern baseball guys went to Drexel. So I, mm-hmm. I knew them and I was like, oh, I finished Drexel almost a year ago now. And I literally have hardly seen anyone except for the couple of people who happened to move out here. I was like, wow, it's almost been a year. I guess I should yeah. go. <laughs> I just like took yeah. the day off work and went down to Orange County the night before. That's awesome. I don't think I've seen modern baseball live. Definitely something you should do if you like them. Yeah, I have. Um, I really like sports. Yeah, that one I have that on vinyl, and the I think the variant is like yellow. I when I first got it, I listened to it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of people did that, and I mean it was pretty cool because they were at Drexel when they were recording that, so it's like everyone in our class kind of got to see that whole thing come together. And oh, it's awesome. like suddenly they kept disappearing every other term to go tour. <laughs> yeah. Also, that little girl on the cover kind of looks like me as a kid. <laughs> nice. So I was like, how do they get, who is this, who's this child? You should just <laughs> pretend it's you. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I'm on the, I'm on the cover. Yeah, Check that's it out. Me, guys. That's me. <laughs> no oh, one will awesome. ever know. Except for that's people cool. who is listen there, to this. <laughs> is there anyone else um, from your program at school that um, I didn't even realize went to like the modern, like along the lines of modern baseball guys, or anyone else? Like, um, modern baseball is probably definitely the biggest band, but their drummer in the band, Sean Huber, he does uh, Steady Hands, and he's doing a project now with WC Lindsay. They're like the big people who came out of the program recently. That's cool. So, if you guys want to check them out, I can link to that. Yes, link, link away. I will check them out as well. Nice. Yeah, I will definitely do that. Yeah. So what have been some of your favorite releases so far this year? Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) I thought, see, the the tough thing for me is that, okay, so my three favorite bands are Brand New, Jimmy Eat World, and Paramore. None of them gave me an album this year. Yeah. Not a one. It's a little rough. And that's okay. That's okay. Take your time. (laughs) Write me something solid. You know, some people are getting married. Some people are having babies. I don't know what Jim's up to. He's got a solo <laughs> thing he's doing. So yeah. everybody, take your time, experience life, come back with me with what you got later. That's cool. So my expectations going into this year were like, I'm going to get a brand new album. <laughs> and then I suddenly realized, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of people are like, they're still recording. But why are they still recording? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I really love uh, the Death Cab album, Kintsugi. Yes. That's one that I... Um, Great album. I was super excited when that, because it actually, usually when I pre, because if I really love an album, um, I'll buy it, I'll buy the the vinyl, pre-order, whatever super limited nerdy thing I can pre-order, and then um, I'll just like stream it through Spotify or something, especially the first week to like get them those streams, get the first sales. Um, So Kintsugi actually came the day of the album release. Usually they come like a couple of days later or something, but it actually came the day of. I was so excited. Nice. I ran home, listened to it, sat on the ground by my record. <laughs> and just, oh my gosh, I felt like I was a child. Um, but I thought it was beautiful, and that's one that I haven't gotten sick of because right, sometimes yeah. I get burnt out on stuff. Oh, it's like probably the worst thing about me is I get like hooked on things and then I I get rid of them. You overplay them too much for yourself. Totally, yeah. totally. I definitely too- love that album too. Yes. It's, it's hard to remember that it came out this year because it wasn't it early in the year that it came out. I think it was it was either first or second quarter. It was an yeah. earlier release. I think yeah. it was like March, maybe. Uh, but I got to see them play the Hollywood Bowl this summer. So I just all tied it up like a nice little ribbon. Oh, little I package. missed that show, but I have seen them before. So, yeah, okay. I, hadn't, I hadn't seen them since the Plans album cycle. So it had been 
They've been a while. <laughs> yeah, I saw them up at Outside Lands. What was it? Oh. Two summers ago? I I don't know. All the summers always, blend together. <laughs> that one's always around my birthday. I always yeah. want to go to that. That's cool. Um, I really like the Better Off album, Milk. Okay, yeah. A lot of people have been talking about that. Um, I actually, that was like a, we were talking about recommendations. Um, that one, because I listened to the, what used to be the Absolute Punk podcast, now the Encore podcast. Right. And they were talking about that and Jason compared them to Jimmy Eat World. I was like, I have to listen to that. Must listen now. <laughs> I kind of did the same thing. I was like, all yeah. right, I'll go listen to them now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what else did I like from this year? I really like the Halsey album. Uh, I really like, gosh, what came out this year? <laughs> and I knew that you were going to ask me this too. And I did. I'm sorry. that I'm like totally blanking. It's okay. Down. Um, trying to look over at what uh, the wonder years album for me it wasn't i didn't like it as much as the greatest generation but right. i still liked it but yeah. it wasn't like it was a my... solid release oh yeah they're great and they're such nice people have you gotten to work with them at all no but i have seen them live and uh because they were a huge philadelphia band from the area oh right it's like they were they were always over there and it was always a fun time <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to look at my my Spotify to see like what I've been listening to. It's <laughs> no just worries. like you listen to Paramore all the time. Yeah, you know that. Got yeah, it. what I did this year was I kept a list like in my notes app of all the albums I listened to that were new this year, and I'm at like a yeah. hundred and some odd albums. And I was just like, what did? Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay, so I have a playlist. It's the same thing. It's albums 2015. Nice. Um, I can't believe that I just like blanked on this one, but the world the world is album is probably my favorite of this year um and then i really like foxing i know that i think i listened to one of your guys podcasts you're like i don't get foxing or two of, or two of the girls were like i don't really oh yeah i liked it so it probably wasn't me <laughs> yeah um allison weiss i like her album um was the early november album this year that was earlier this year immune was that this year Yeah, i think it was because yeah. i saw them this year and it was when they were touring for that album yeah i like that um I like the Carly Rae Jepsen album. Yes, that was really good. I was like, whoa, was not yeah. expecting that. I like the church. So like my my taste and stuff goes to from like liking The World Is to liking uh, <laughs> Alessia Cara, who's like an up and coming like little pop R&B singer. So yeah, mine my, is all over the place. I'll listen to rap one day, country the next day. And no one else I know likes country except for like a handful of people. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I can't nerd out with you about country music, but <laughs> totally fine. I, I'm glad that someone can. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to think, but I think the World Is album is probably my favorite so far. I mean, it's almost awesome. over. I don't know that there's. I mean, the Adele album comes out Friday. Yes, so. I pre-ordered that on Amazon. I was like, vinyl, please, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Two day shipping. Yes. Nice. I have an Amoeba gift certificate, so I'm holding out to just use my gift certificate at Amoeba to pick that one nice. up. Nice. They do free uh, shipping, so you could always order online. They do? Yeah, for all music and DVDs, I believe they do free shipping. I had no idea. I usually just, like, pop <laughs> over there. Well, because then um, it's, it's nice because they can pull stuff from all three stores instead of yeah. just checking out uh, the one in Hollywood. That's a good point. What are, uh, what are your faves? Oh, goodness. I'm just going to go ahead and put the Adele album on that list because we all know I mean, it's going to happen. <laughs> a great assumption to make <laughs> yeah and um i really like the money pit self-titled album which i believe it's some of the guys from uh gatsby's american dream oh cool and um i mean 
there's country albums, but most people who listen to this won't care about those, <laughs> which okay. I'm totally like fine like. with. But like you mentioned, yeah. Kintsugi was a great album. Um, yeah. Daisy Head and The Districts had albums really early this year that I really enjoyed. Cool. And oh my goodness, my list is so long. Hidden Hospitals. If you have not listened to Hidden Hospitals, they are great. Their new no, album, I don't know Surface that. Tension, came out this year. Cool. Oh, the... And the Leon Bridges release was fantastic. Awesome. I have a lot of things yeah. to catch up on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, I could, like, send you this list and you would be like, what, what is this? Who are these people? <laughs> no, but I, I love that. And that's, like, my favorite thing about the Adobe thing is that I, I take – I tell them, like, yo, send me a request. Yeah. Get all this stuff. And I get exposed to, like, all these bands that I – like I said, I get stuck in my, like, little world of Paramore and Jimmy World and Brand New right. and Safe Stay and the stuff that I loved – I've loved for years. And it's so fun to um, have a live audience that's requesting new things because I'm constantly getting new stuff from them. And then I try to reciprocate yeah. as best I can. So I love sharing. So anything you want to share, Definitely. bring it on. Have you heard of Tori Kelly and Noah Gunderson? Separate to- people, Tori- but – Yes, Tori Kelly is one of the artists that uh, oh, I yes, work with. Oh, yes, yes, because of Scooter Braun. Yeah, um, but the Nora Gunderson. Noah uh, Gunderson, yeah. Noah Gunderson. I know the name, but I... Yeah, Jason's recommended him a lot on what was formerly known as the Absolute Punk Podcast. <laughs> yes, I, okay, that's where I know the name. But yeah. I haven't... Um, see, the, the hard part with that one is, is that I'm driving... So if he says something like, oh, I should totally check that out. <laughs> You're I, like, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> I, I try. I remember that for uh, when he did the, he made the comparison to Jimmy Eat World for better off. I was like, I stopped the podcast and pulled over, <laughs> nice. turned on Spotify. <laughs> Um, yeah, I try but, to yeah, keep I, a little notebook with me wherever I go so I can just like jot down things I need to check out later. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, but I will definitely share the album titles and everything with you. Um, yeah, please do. Yeah, and if you want, we can link to your playlist. This way, everyone can check out what you've been digging this year. Oh, sure. Yeah, we can do that. Awesome. Yeah, good idea. So to move on to more stuff that's kind of been happening this year in the industry, have you been keeping up with things like Jessica Hopper's Twitter timeline and the No More Silence articles on alternative press about how women in the industry are being treated? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel about it, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, we've talked about it quite a bit on our show. That's one of the main reasons we started the show when we did, because all of this was kind of happening all at once and there was just so much to talk about with it i just kind of wanted to get your opinion on like what you think has been working to help make the situation better yeah i think um overall like oh gosh it's so hard to talk about especially when you're like being recorded (laughs) um just because it's it's difficult for me to it's like finding out that santa isn't real (laughs) <laughs> yeah you know basically. like that disappointment because like I when I was younger and I would go to shows like I don't think that my parents it, I I first of all didn't experience anything of what's been um depicted and expressed like I I right. don't have any of those experiences so I grew up in a world and a feeling where music was special and going to shows was a treat like I got to go out on a school night sometimes and pay 10 bucks to see a band like at Lupo's in Providence and um, my parents were always like, make sure you come in and curfew and, you right. know, wherever you are. But I don't think it ever dawned on them that I would have that kind of 
experience. And I never thought that I would as a kid. You know, right. I was going to shows to to go to shows. I love. Yeah. And I have a 17-year-old niece who is a mini me. <laughs> and when she was a kid, I remember like she was 8. No, she was younger than that. She was little. And we I could drive and she was in the back seat and I had Paramore's Riot like in the car that summer. And about the third time I took her for a ride, she knew pretty much every lyric. And I was right. like, this kid is definitely <laughs> sharing some blood with me. She's 17. She goes to shows constantly in Southern California. Yeah. And when all of this started coming out, I felt dumb and really naive that I'd never thought about it just because I didn't experience it. Yeah, I hadn't and- either. So I was just kind of like. I didn't realize this was happening so often. Like, I knew it happened, but because I had never seen anything like this happen, mm-hmm. it kind of just doesn't really occur to you how often yep. there are And then these I got problems. angry. I got so angry thinking about Michaela. I was like, I have a young woman in this bubble who loves going to shows, is there for the most genuine of reasons to jump around with her friends and hear all these songs live that she'll like, she's me, but like 12 years behind. And so then I got real angry and then I felt irresponsible because how silly of me to think that just because I hadn't experienced something that it wasn't happening or just because I wasn't reading about something as often as I am now that it wasn't happening. And then I felt helpless and then I felt bad for feeling helpless because I'm like if you feel helpless how do you think these women feel right so it's just it's honestly been a like and then I felt guilty and then I didn't know what to do (laughs) I didn't know like I feel a responsibility to do something but I don't know how to do it exactly um so it's been a trip it's been a really weird situation and especially because it touches so many things that I always looked at as special and awesome and fun and then it sort of everything got tainted right exactly with this like smog and I was like I don't want to go there anymore but then that's not the way to fix it is to not go I should go and be bigger when I'm there and be louder um so I'm honestly at I'm confused about what I'm supposed to do and how to do it and the right way to um, articulate how I feel. I think the best thing I've, I can do right now for me is to just read as much as I can, um, not turn a blind eye to it and just read and look at other women who are putting it better than I can at the moment um, and sharing those you know articles or pieces with everyone. And it's kind of cool because I got an email after the show that I had. I just did a live show this week because sometimes they're, I mean, 95% of the time they're live. And I always tell the, the listeners, like, you can email me about anything. Like, we can talk. And I got a really beautiful email from a girl asking me this exact thing. Like, um, I'm in college and we're reading all this stuff. And, you know, we're getting to write papers about whatever we want. And this is something I want to write about. How do you feel about it? And we had, like, a really nice exchange over email about this. And she's in college. I'm well out of college. So she's the immediate generation underneath me and she feels a responsibility to influence the one below her. Right. And I think that as long as those dialogues keep happening where everybody feels like they have something to say and a place to fit in, then that's all I know that I can do. 
But if anyone has any other <laughs> suggestions or has some other way for me to get involved, I would love to. I just, it's such a, it's a, something I didn't want to ever have to do, but now I do want to do it because I want right. to make it better. And now that it's come to the forefront, it's like now a lot more people can at least be more aware at shows and kind of keep an eye out for things that don't look right. But usually right. when you're at a show, you're so focused on watching the band that sometimes you're not even paying any attention to all the other people who are squished up next to you because it's not like you can really move <laughs> anyway. Right. And I've got I've got loads of friends in bands and I've been places where we're hanging out and every I've never seen anything weird. Right. But at the same time, like I mentioned before, just because I've never witnessed it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Yeah. It's, and it's like, not to say that this happens with every single guy who's in a band. Oh, you know, right. It's just now that certain bands and certain band members have been pointed out, it seems like it's a, it seems like it's a lot more than it actually is, but it still shouldn't be happening at all to begin with. Oh my gosh. I, I don't know what I would do if, if my niece was ever like, I, something happened. I don't know what to, I can't tell my mom. Like I, I, I would lose my mind. And that's how I've always thought about um, the audience that I influence as like a lot of Michaela's as a lot of like a lot of young, maybe they're female, maybe they're not um, people who just love music and want to talk about it constantly and share it and empower it and feed into it. So it keeps growing and give them more. And so in the same way, I had to look at this audience as being more of Michaela's so that I understand more of like how that would feel. And yeah. I don't know if, if there's a way to, I don't know. I, like I said, I, it's hard to talk about because I feel helpless. Right. And then I feel guilty and selfish for using that word helpless because I've And then it's like when you're someone that these things haven't happened to, it's almost like you don't really know what to say to the people that it has happened to. It's Uh like you kind of just need to let them all talk it out and see what they're all saying to each other Mm -hmm. and then kind of come up with an idea of what you should be doing to help make things better. Right. I mean, it just, it just sucks. Yeah, definitely. I, I wish that I had some like awesome answer to share and like, I'm going to do this and that. But I, all I have is, is, um, the very teeny tiny little audience that listens to me and just empower them to, you know, speak up something is weird, protect your friends, have all the information that they can about what to do if it does happen. Yeah. Um, all you can do is empower people to feel safe and watch out for each other. Absolutely. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can move on from the depressing topic. <laughs> no, it's not depressing. It's important. It's just hard it to is, talk about. But it's also sad. Yeah, super sad. But so you mentioned that you use Spotify quite a bit. You have playlists and everything on there. And I was just wondering if um, you heard the news today that Pandora is buying up parts of RDO and they are shutting down. I did. I saw that. Um... Oh my gosh, my day started so early today. I think I saw it as I was leaving the office ready for a nap. And I just read the headline that was just what you said. It was like uh, Pandora buys the leftover pieces of RDO. Yeah. I never I never used RDO. I, back when I was working at Spin, we were encouraged to. I think we had like a marketing reason that we had to use RDO for stuff. Right. And I only used the web version and I found it jarring. <laughs> um. I know everybody's like UI experience. They have different like 
preferences. Right. Um, yeah. I found I didn't really like it. Um, but it got the job done. I had to like make I had to do like sponsored playlists basically like using RDO, listening to this stuff. Yeah. I think um, the best thing I liked about it was their new releases page looks so much nicer than everyone else's. Oh, because okay. personally, I've used Spotify, I've used RDO, now I'm using Apple Music, I even did the title trial, which mm-hmm. I could not stand that one. I was like, I don't know what this is doing, please get oh. it away. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that one either. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people I know didn't like it, but then they still say they have a ton of users. And I also tried Beats Music before that became Apple Music, and I was like, what are all these bubbles? Why are you making me do this <laughs> sort of thing? <laughs> but the only reason I gave up on Spotify was because I started getting ads in Spanish. Oh, wow. And then so I started paying for it. And then I was like, all right, I'll switch to RDO because they had student pricing at the time. And I don't think Spotify did at that moment. Mm-hmm. And then I just like gave up because I run a website called Hi-Fi Noise. And mm-hmm. now that I get albums in advance, I was like, I don't want two apps just to have my music. <laughs> so yeah. with Apple Music, now I can keep everything in one place. And that is literally the biggest reason why I use it, because that's the one thing I've been looking for in a streaming app for so long. <laughs> right. No, that totally makes sense. I haven't, I don't um, follow up with, like your album comes with a digital download card. I don't ever follow up with that anymore. So most of, if I were to sit and do that, it would take up a lot of my time. <laughs> right. So I just, I was using Spotify um, when it first came to the U.S. I was like, oh, this is a cool idea. I'm going to use yeah. Spotify. And then I just, I stuck with it. So I just kind of got used to it. Yeah. I never used Pandora. I know my brother loves Pandora. Matt Scoggins is like thumbs <laughs> upping and downing left and right. And I'm, I think that he's, I would assume based on the technology that he's done it enough where he gets pretty good suggestions now because right. I think he's been doing it for like two years. So I think it's just like whatever you put time into, it's worth staying with because the the technology and the algorithm should get to know you. Um, Apple Music, I didn't like. I found it actually I was insulted. It gave me a... <laughs> it, the, there's um, a lot it, going on at once in that app. So I just kind of tried intro, to ignore a bunch of the tags. <laughs> intro to Paramore playlist. I was like, nah. <laughs> I told you that I like them. You right. know how much I've listened to them on iTunes. Yeah, I laugh at that. those sometimes. I'm like, no, thank you. I do not need an introduction to Justin Timberlake. I'm well aware of who he is. Yeah. And also I read like the, I don't know who approves the copy within the app for this sort of stuff, but it it uh, described Paramore. And I was like, <laughs> they, they called the fan base some name I'd never heard of. Right. The orange somethings. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> Is that what I was writing this whole time? <laughs> yeah, what is that? Um, so I did like the trial with Apple Music, you know, and yeah. then uh, I, it, it might also be because of the the tech company I work from, like, ah, Apple stinks. <laughs> I don't want this. Um, but I put a lot of time into Spotify, so I have like loads of playlists. I, I have a friend, Kelly, who um, likes, we have similar lanes of stuff, but she likes a lot of stuff that I'm not like uh keeping up with constantly so i like her playlist because she keeps me in the loop with a genre that i like but i'm not as emerged in right um so i just i like that component i don't know that you i'm sure you can do that on all the other ones but more of my friends use spotify so i like yeah knowing what oh you're listening to this i should probably add that to my playlist yeah i think sharing between friends is definitely a lot easier on spotify because you can like link with your facebook or twitter account yeah but yeah i mean 
for the most part, I was using Spotify when I was making all of the Property of Zach playlists for all the bands who would like submit songs or whatever. So mm-hmm. my playlist like column just got so long. I was like, I can't even yeah. do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I think with streaming stuff, it's eventually someone's going to win. So we're not going right. to have as many options. I agree with you on title. Like, uh, I had the the fanciest one where it was like the hi-fi is right and it's like if you don't have big fancy headphones you probably can't tell the difference anyway (laughs) dude i couldn't tell (laughs) yeah i couldn't either i would i had it was when um american candy came out by the main i was like i'm gonna test this out so i had both apps open and i closed my eyes (laughs) and i was like okay this one and i would you know get put the other one on like i i i'm not fancy enough to you know well yeah. this sounds better i have no idea and i think that was, was literally like one of the bucks. albums i also listened to on title yeah and i was like eh, i'm okay yeah. jack way i really love your music <laughs> and i think it's great but i don't think you need my money as much in the way that you're like being entitled kind of right i don't know title is like a weird and they have all kinds of problems like they're losing execs left and right so i don't i don't really know what their drive is but um i think with streaming it's whatever you feel comfortable with and whatever had like leans towards what you need like for you and you can have your music on there right if i were like diligent about downloading all of my albums the digital copies i'd probably feel the same way because i'm like oh i have it all here i haven't updated my itunes (laughs) like two years (laughs) there's There's like no people like that though so it's okay yeah, there's like no new music on it. Um, and then I usually, if I like an album, I buy, if they pressed it, I buy that. And then I stream it on Spotify to listen to it digitally. Right. And that's just, that's become my routine. But uh, the RDO Sp- um, Pandora thing, I mean, that's cool. They're all going to gobble each other up. So yeah. it just depends on. It's definitely who takes interesting the because Pandora's like a completely different type of streaming service. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what all will happen with that all the i mean it's and like i've been working working in tech i make content i don't like code or design or anything right um but it's been it's like our culture at work is we use slack and we have like a relevant articles thing and we all throw in like stuff going on all these tech companies so i've gotten more interested in all of it and then i just think it's part of it's 2015 tech is you know we're all going to be a part of it yeah i follow a ton of tech sites and listen to a ton of tech podcasts so i totally understand yeah and a lot of times i'm like i don't really know what is going on here but then there's (laughs) others all the music stuff i'm like i know what's going on because i use this product yeah and it's it's kind of interesting and it'll be cool to see what happens i don't know then i i think it's probably gonna be a while until they do something but right so are yeah. you using any of the new apps like Symbol or anything for music? I my music apps. It's in my music folder. <laughs> this is going to be super unimpressive. I have the Adobe app. I have a guitar tuner app, a ukulele tuner app. Nice. <laughs> um I use Spotify and I use Bands in Town for just for their push notifications i don't ever open the app but i like the i just i wish maybe we can develop this (laughs) i wanted i want an app where i can and maybe bands in town is the solution but i'm not using it correctly i want to be able to coordinate with a large group of people like all my friends in la about what shows i'm going to and if i like i'm gonna i have a ticket or if they 
I have an extra ticket that I want to sell where, like, if you were going, you could see, like, oh, Sarah's going to that show and right. she has two tickets and she's marking one as extra. I have a friend who's coming into town that wants to go. I'll contact Sarah and be like, hey, I know you. Let's, yeah. like, help each other out. That definitely I don't know. There's sounds like be, a good idea. There's got to be some way to, like, organize your community of friends who go to shows right. and where everybody can see, like, I was like, maybe we could use Trello. I'm like, they're not going to want to download Trello. That's... <laughs> No one's going to want to use Jira. Yeah, it's like Google. you can probably <laughs> just use, like, location services to determine, like, what metropolitan area you're closest to and what yep. venues you're closest to and then be like, hey, connect your Twitter account or something and see what yeah. your friends are going. Right. That and then if easy. there's, like, if, like, you saw, like, oh, Paramore's playing. I wonder if Sarah knows. You can send me a notification, like, through text or whatever that says... Right. Hey, did you see Paramore just announced a show? Tickets go on sale Friday. Set an alarm on your phone to remind you. Great. Yeah. It's going to be on Ticketfly. Oh, better make sure I'm logged in. There's just like so many things about uh, being a fan and consuming music that I feel like tech needs to like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I've missed so many shows just because tickets always go on sale while I'm at work and I forget. And I'm like, yes. Oh, that happened? Guess yes. I'm not going. <laughs> yes. Um, so I guess Bands in Town is kind of sort of trying to help me with that and I appreciate what they're doing but I would like to add a couple of features so yeah. if there's someone that's doing some wireframes they want me to take a look at I could give some suggestions. <laughs> yeah the, the app tends to <laughs> frustrate me because I didn't have it downloaded before and it was always like download bands in town I was like but I don't want to I just want to know where they're playing <laughs> and what time <laughs> <laughs> do you I was like any... why do you make me do this <laughs> do you have any uh music apps that I should I should be uh, downloading that I'm missing out on. Right now, I only awesome. have Symbol and Apple Music. Symbol uh, is like you can basically like post a song a day or that sort of thing, and you can add friends. Oh, cool. Like some labels have it. Jade Tree's on there. Um, Wiretap Records, which is a local LA label, uh -huh. and uh, some of my friends have it. And it's kind of like you can search Spotify or SoundCloud for tracks and it'll just post it to like, it's almost like Instagram for music. Ah, that's so cool. I, I've I been terrible at remembering to use it, but it's definitely pretty cool. Yeah, it's, I think if I were 17, I would be all <laughs> over that. Yeah. Because I'd have loads of time because that yeah. does sound cool. I, I like that idea. Yeah, Symbols. I'm also the person who forgets to check Instagram. Or I'm only posting vinyl and food on it. So, yeah. no, I, I have the same problem. Like, oh yeah, I have Instagram. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ben go Gibbard's somewhere and eat some awesome food, and I'm like, oh man, I did not Instagram that. Yeah, no, no one's <laughs> gonna know what happened. I no do one a lot of will dogs. know. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. So, do you want to go ahead and wrap up with some recommendations? Sure. Um, recommendations. The only. Uh, Okay, well, first recommendation is if you like music, you should listen to my show on Adobe. Um, that's a recommendation. It's on Tuesdays at uh, 9 o'clock East Coast time. It's live. Uh, it's an hour. I will play your requests. I will share music that I really love, and sometimes I ramble about um, different things. But the the it's like a fun, happy, empowering hour of like hanging with your friends and listening to music. So I will selfishly make that recommendation i'm really totally sorry fine i mean i'm not sorry i'm confident in my <laughs> confident my in your show yeah um i've been reading this book and i'm not finished with it yet um 
but I like it so far. It's called The Song Machine. Have you? Oh, yeah. I have that on my to read list. I read like crazy. It's insane. I've read like 34 books this year. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm not even close to that. Um, But I like this one so far. It's not... It's not telling me anything that I didn't already kind of assume. Right. But I like the way that he's framing the story. So John Seabrook wrote it, and the way it starts basically is that he's talking about how he's a young son who is listening to, like, popular music, and he doesn't get it. He's like, why do you like this? (laughs) And then he starts to see the parallels to, like, why he liked music as a young man, and so the journey begins. Um, And he talks about, um, you know, pop music and Kelly Clarkson stuff and Katy Perry and just pop music and I'm only on like the fifth chapter so yeah there's a lot more to get into but I really like it so far um I love music books um I'm gonna recommend another one totally fine. <laughs> um, I will read ever, all the books you recommend <laughs> did you ever read nothing feels good by Andy Greenwald I have that sitting on my bookshelf right now I'm not even kidding but I have not read it yet <laughs> it's um it's a book I've had for like 10 years <laughs> Nice. Um, and I I reread it all the time. It's 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 sec- sec- uh, sec- sectioned off. Um, in you know, like sometimes I'll just read like the Jimmy World part. Sometimes I'll just read the dashboard part, which is a majority right. of the book. Um, but uh, I read that book on a vacation with my parents uh, in college, my first year of college, when I started like downloading music was like at its prime. You could just get anything. <laughs> 2004, you were like, I was a king on the internet with music. Yeah, all so the music. I, I would li- I read this book and I would download all these bands. That he was mentioning like, oh my God, Rites of Spring. What's that? Okay, Mineral. Okay, I got to get that. <laughs> so it was like so cool. And I, I, I already knew about Weezer and I like learned more about Weezer. I already knew about Taking Back Sunday, but I learned a little bit more about Taking Back Sunday. Um, I learned more about where the music that I love was founded and like the community that it was founded in. Right. Uh, and he's probably one of my favorite writers. He does a lot of sports now. He's a part of Grantland. Um, he has a new podcast coming. If you did not hear. Yeah, he does. He's on, I listened to the Bill Simmons one. So they did like a takeover the other day. It's like we're the Um, same person. Yeah. Um, but that's like my favorite book. I, I have like markings in it all over the place. And I got to interview Chris Caraba, uh, this summer. Nice. And I mentioned the book to him and he was like, yeah, you read that book? And I was like, you know, I did. I love it. Um, just because that documents like his beginnings. And now it's like 15 years later and he's he's still resonating with his audience the same way he was before. Yeah. So it's a cool book. Um, I don't know. I get I romanticize everything. That's probably why I want to talk about music all the time. <laughs> Um, so that book, I fell into my lap at a special time in my life. So it might mean more to me just for that, which right. you can equate that to albums as well. Um, but if you like books, which you read like 40,000, <laughs> so um, Definitely it's like a really books. easy, yeah, it's a really easy read. And I just found it really, um, I love the way he writes. It was a book that made me want to write about music. Yeah, um, definitely. And realizing I'll never be able to write this well ever even if I try real hard because he just it felt like he was talking to you about music like your friend and now that I say that it probably makes sense why I have oh gosh okay it's all coming together but anyway that's a that's a great book um a movie that I saw recently that's music based is straight out of Compton I've been meaning to see that and I still I I never did that and now I don't even know what's going on with it (laughs) I um so my 
my boss at work, she gave me the first book I mentioned because she's like, Sarah, you'd love this book here, about right. And then she, her husband works in television, so they have screeners. I probably nice. should be telling you what. <laughs> I got I got lent a screener. It's so illegal. The Academy is going to be mad. Um, I don't think and they I listen watched... to this, so I think no. we're good. No, they definitely listen to it. Um, and I watched that movie twice in one day. <laughs> nice. I became obsessed with NWA. I Googled everything. I wanted to know more. It's a, it's a genre that I knew. Ex- I've always known it existed. I'm not like, you know, that sheltered from things. But it was a really cool biopic. Um, I thought the acting was really well done. And like I w- cried a couple times. Um, so I will, I'll recommend that film. It's not crazy violent or anything. Right. Uh, the language is, is strong, but it's not like. I, I can't do, like, scary movies with a lot of violence. It just creeps me out. Um, so books, a movie. Um, uh, I'm looking around my room. I don't know. What are your recommendations? What can you share with me? Well, let's what do you see. Got? At the moment, I'm reading uh, Let It Be by Colin Malloy, which is part of the 33 and a Third series. Mm-hmm. It's actually the first book I was able to find from that series, I've been, like, searching my libraries for them. I was like, okay, where are you guys? Yeah, so how I are they? I've really been enjoying this. I didn't realize how short they were, though. It's, like, a little teeny tiny book. I almost miss- missed it on the shelf, and it's only, like, 100 pages. So I started it yesterday, and I'm almost done with it. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. So um, they have tons and tons of books. I think there's at least 70 now in the series, Um, But basically, it's like people focus on one album, and they just write about kind of their experience with it, what it meant to them, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And I love that. Any literally anyone can write a 33 and a third series, you just have to write up a proposal. And if they accept it, you're good to go. Which I think is pretty cool. Like you don't have to be an established writer to get this going because um colin malloy is actually a musician for those Mm -hmm. who do not know so i think that's pretty cool that you have one musician writing about what one album like what an impact one album had on his childhood and everything yeah so i definitely recommend checking out that or any of them in the series i'm sure you can find a ton on amazon (laughs) That's awesome. I'm putting that on my Christmas list. Definitely. (laughs) I also just recommend like going to the library in general because free books. (laughs) Oh, totally. And it's like like, quiet and no one will bug you. And And I know in LA they have like a big ebook library and you can get like a e-card if you don't want to go down to the library and that'll last you about six months and you could just check out like Kindle books or iBooks. Oh, cool. Which I did that for a while, but then they, like, kept deleting my card number. And I was like, all right, I'll just get books when I go home to Orange County because there's a library right by the house. (laughs) So it's like every time I go down there, I'm coming back with more books. And I'm like, I probably should read the books I already own first. (laughs) Yeah. And it seems like you got a lot of books. Yes, I have a ton of books. I didn't even bring them all to my apartment when I moved. I just like leave them at the house. My mom was like, are you taking all of these? I was like, no, I'm not taking all of those upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like I just rotate out my books (laughs) whenever I go to the house. That's Um, cool. So reading, definitely highly recommended. Any type of reading at all. (laughs) Yes, read the words. And um, let's see, what else would I recommend? 
I have no idea either right now. I feel like all I do is read and listen to podcasts. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> I would agree. I also like I like sports a lot. Yes, I do too. The Lakers are terrible. The Packers are losing. Sports suck right now for me, though. <laughs> I <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. um, yeah, I I love the Patriots and the Red Sox. So I have some good so years good. and some bad years. <laughs> I, I mean, mean I like the Angels. They're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Those so games I, are I fun. That. I try to go um, once a year when the Sox play the Angels. I try to yeah. go down to Anaheim for that. That's fun. Yeah. Did you grow up? You grow up liking the Angels because of Orange County. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch. Ba- I don't watch baseball a whole lot, but it's like when I do watch baseball, I'll just watch the Angels. And um, I've only been to one game, and my I went with my friend who's like her and her parents are huge Angels fans and we did like a barbecue under the big A and everything and then her oh. and I were sitting in the stadium before the game even started we were like there super early and we just like ended up on the big screen because there were only like 10 people in the stadium what <laughs> and, like people were like yelling at us they're like hey you're on the screen and I was like oh that's cool and my friend was so <laughs> mad she was like the first game you go to you're on the screen and I've been to so many games and I had never been on it I was like you're welcome. <laughs> well, she so got that was on. Pretty cool. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I I hope that the your Packers figure it out. I hope so too. Yeah. If they don't, they will not be in the playoffs. Yeah. And I guess off of this, I would make a recommendation of watch sports with your friends. I've yes. I've been enjoying football so much more this year because I have a friend from back home that moved out here, so I have someone to watch Patriots games with, nice. and it's so fun. It's yeah. So fun. Definitely. So there we go. Turn that into a recommendation. <laughs> sports. All the sports, reading, music, all the things. Yeah. <laughs> into it. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. This was fun. I feel like I could talk for another hour, but I'll let you I'll <laughs> I let could, you. I probably go. could, too. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Yay. <laughs>